I'm super connected to many shows that I watch, especially the ones that have a lesson within it and something to learn. And I'm finding myself learning from everything I um, watch and go through. Um, what, what am I supposed to get from this? And I'm really tired of playing the role of 
um, being overlooked. <laughs> um, just being a person that want to keep everybody happy and keep the group together and just the friend that was the glue and when you get thrown into real life it's just it was just one thing after another I really didn't put any dots together as a kid I was a kid I was a true kid I wasn't trying to be grown I didn't want to be in relationships like I wasn't even thinking that so that's um something I love within myself at the same time I did not like the transparency that I didn't get from my family and friends they were very um surface with it with a lot of stuff and kept me out of the loop so when I came into this real world like bright-eyed bushy-tail like really into it um (laughs) thinking the world would be mine and I could do whatever I want. And, you know, I lost a part of that and it didn't help that I had a mom that was super mean. She was just mean and surly and she was more so mean to me. Like a lot of people, um, they knew my mom was hard, but they had no idea um, what I was going through and no one really asked. So I never felt the need to share. And so when I say we all come from trauma, I'm, I started dealing with my trauma after my mom and dad passing in 2008 and 2009. And then I started going through different things with friendships and, and relationships. And, you know, my friendships were relationships, even though I wasn't involved with boyfriends and stuff like everyone else in high school I had legitimate relationships with my friends that I that I treated like family and I held so many people on pedestals to the point where I downgraded myself I dimmed my own light not necessarily to help them but just to uplift them and I didn't even know I was doing it and that's the sad part about it coming from a family that wasn't the type that boosts you up and boosts your confidence and tell you how beautiful you are and no my family was the one that point out what's wrong Ooh, you got dark knees girl oh your lips so big. Oh my God, you gain weight. Like that, that's the type of stuff that I heard from my family. And it's unfortunate, but it's true. And my mom, I'm not sure, like after my dad stopped coming over because I was a love child, was it? Um, he was married to another woman, not my mom. And so I'm not sure if the resentment from him not wanting to be in the relationship with my mom weighed on her with me. And I just noticed like when he stopped coming around, she just got meaner and it was just very difficult. And I was having a super hard time, but because she raised us to put a smile on our face and be happy. And I already was a happy kid that that's how I went out into the world every day. When I say every day, I got a whooping. Every day I got beat. 
and not just physically but emotionally. She tore me down in my head to the point where later on, it's crazy how this stuff is just there. I didn't know where it went. I know <laughs> by her making me go to church every Sunday, um, I guess it helped me to put it somewhere. I don't even know where. Just in my inner psyche to the point where I just looked at the good things in everyone. I looked at the good parts and I never addressed the bad. I never did. I um, was a product of brushing stuff under the rug, but at the same time, I just knew and thought I should be respectful. I did not want to talk back to my mom. I did not want to um, be disrespectful or any of those things, so I took it, even when I guess my siblings, when they were younger, they used to go, um, like on Christmas, I began to hate Christmas. And the reason why I hated Christmas is because she would accuse me of opening the presents and wrapping them back up and putting them under the tree. Like, when did I have time to do that? And her butt with me every day. What makes you think I'm that bold? to just do that. It's not like I have other siblings to help me or to um, even tell me to do that. Like, I don't even know of doing that. And so when it first happened, I thought my mom was losing it. You winning this gift. I see you winning this gift. And I'm like, what are you talking? I did not go in the gift. And so I had big old whooping the day before Christmas and then the next morning you coming to my door acting like nothing has happened I don't even want to get up I don't I didn't want to get up even though I know they got stuff spread all over the um, living room for me that meant much of nothing to me I just wanted to be happy I just wanted my mom to love me and I just didn't seem like love to me and so those things like (laughs) I don't know if she had flashbacks of what happened and she was just so super hard on me and I was nothing like my my sisters I was nothing like them I'm nothing like them and for some reason she didn't know how to move forward from that and I somewhat heard the stories, but no one is sharing anything, and so I don't know anything. And then um, when I did go deep and try to talk about my my um, issues or my <laughs> experiences, the subject would just change. And so... Because I'm aware, I just was like, okay, this is something people don't want to hear. And it's not nothing that I really want to talk about or brag about because I love my mom. And I don't want her to feel bad or whatever, even though (laughs) at the different Christmas and Thanksgiving dinners, they would bring up her, you know, running down the street after 
you know, a kid trying to beat him and stuff. Like, like what? Like, it's crazy. Well, she didn't run down the street with me because I was running around the house hiding from her under the chair, under the bed. Like, wherever I could get to where the belt won't reach me. That's where I went. And then another tactic I used is I started to scream so loud that she would probably stop because she don't want the neighbors to hear me. But I'm sure they heard me anyway. They ain't going to say nothing anyway because they know my mom crazy. So, um, yeah, I really didn't realize how all of that and what I went through played a role in my life later on, especially after um, my mom passing and then when I got married. A lot of people don't talk about when you get married how you somewhat try to fit a role of what you expect a wife to be, especially coming from me, coming from a family that did not have that um, in front of me. I mean, I saw my sister and her husband married, but it still wasn't in front of me to watch and see. And so um, I didn't have that role model type. I just knew the Cosby show and the different shows that I would lose myself in. I just knew those type characters and you really don't know how much of this is molded into you to become something um, or just portray yourself as uh, a modeled type version of yourself. And um, I had no idea that I would do that. I just know I thought I found the love of my life and I was happy that um, after two and a half years of being single in a way, he wanted me. He came for me and he chose me. I'm not sure exactly what it was because he came right after my mom passed away, which wasn't good timing I'm in a vulnerable state. My dad had passed not too long ago, that year before, and then my mom, and then he came and got me. So I just was not in a good space to make any decisions, which I felt saved. I felt rescued, and so I dropped everything. I dropped my career that I was on, which was was going awesome, and no telling how or where I would be if I would have stayed in that Ram, I kind of wished I would have waited, but, um, you know, things happen the way they happen so you can learn, right? And so, um, yeah, I ended up just dropping everything and this is my, my Achilles heel of putting people on a pedestal. I put them on a pedestal, even though it's been two and a half years, we haven't spoken, we haven't talk we haven't communicated but he was still on this pedestal because that's how we left our relationship he let me go to explore myself and to become a woman and and be on my own and do my own thing and I did and I did great and I got my master's degree I was on a ball getting to know me and enjoying life but I was sad and I was missing a companion and I'm not sure if it's because of loneliness or I really truly believe he was for me. And 
I think our relationship that we had before was great. It was for what it for when it was and what it was. And when it ended, I think it was supposed to just be done. That was supposed to be my experience. But because I didn't have much experience in relationships, I think I took it further because I am a sucker for love and I love the love story. And so I over-dramatized it (laughs) for what it is. Oh, he is. I remember when he touched my hand and I got the sparkle and I knew it was meant to be. And all of that is true. Like, I can't take that back. It was that but I can't say it was that when he came and got me. I was It was a red flag driving from Miami when he just left me on a highway. It was a red flag when I got into the house. It wasn't clean. Who doesn't clean up before someone comes visit you? And I've been gone for two and a half years and you don't feel the need to clean up and, and, and show a proper presentation to someone that you so-called so in love with like that was a red flag and then there was no closet space for me so are you really wanting me to come I'm I was so confused there was so many red flags and I just overlooked all of that and it was due to I was missing a piece of me I was missing the people that brought me into this world and I felt alone because my family are avoidance people we avoid each other like the plague and when I moved to Miami I thought we would be getting to know each other more and and gathering but it was the plague no one was getting to know each other no one was gathering it was just really sad and I was on the beach in a wonderful place like if they were to come over it would have been a great time but I didn't have that I didn't have nobody visiting me, and it felt like I was still in Atlanta. Like, so what was the point of me moving here if we're still going to be separate? And I just didn't get that. And I just, that was the start of life isn't really what you think it is. And people need to be more transparent with their kids and talk about the real life situations you're going to face when you start growing up and going into the world. I know it's not everything you wish, but it is also good to have those conversations. And I just wish I just had a few and I had none. So I just felt and still feel a little just left out in this world. And I will continue this topic (laughs) on the next episode. But yeah, this life of my after divorce is just so many aha moments and where do we go from here um just getting back on track and having a motivation this is me my life after my divorce